Let's take out the trash day. Friday. I mean, what is it? Any stories we have to give the press that we're not wild about, we give them all in a lump on Friday. Why do you do it on Friday? Because no one reads paper on Saturday. But we do. I'm Yael Grauer. And I'm Jimmy Jenkins, and this is the Monday Morning Dumpster Dive. On Friday, the Washington Post published an article on Russian interference with the U.S. presidential election. Their source was an anonymous senior U.S. official briefed on an intelligence presentation made to U.S. senators. But who is that? Like, who said this stuff? How many looks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? The world may never know. All right. Well, Ethan Heilman is a network security researcher at Boston University. He says, nevertheless, this allegation definitely raises the stakes. Prior to the announcement on Friday, the intelligence community had been saying that Russia was attempting to interfere in the elections, but not that Russia was favoring one side or the other, that Russia was just trying to weaken the legitimacy of the elections. It appears in the Washington Post and New York Times story that there is this senior official who is not named that says that the CIA has concluded that Russia interfered in the elections to help Donald Trump win the presidency. So there's this claim about the intentions of Russia in what they've done. Obama has ordered intelligence agencies to review foreign intervention and hacking in the election and to deliver a report before the end of his presidency. So that makes the timing of this leak a little mysterious. Once again, Russia is the supposed perpetrator. Ethan says there seems to be no new evidence that Russia is behind the attacks, but their intention may now be more clear. This would not be the first time Russia has tried to influence an election. There's a long history of that. There was uh, fairly serious allegations made against Russia interfering in the Ukrainian 2014 elections where malware was found that would have changed the Ukrainian vote in favor of a uh, far-right populist. This also wouldn't be the first time a foreign leader tried to influence a U.S. election. In 2004, I believe five days before the election, Osama bin Laden released a statement. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Peter Jennings at ABC News headquarters in New York. It was inevitable in some people's mind that just before the election in the United States, there would be some kind of a message from Osama bin Laden. And in fact, there has been... In the press, a lot of the speculation was that Osama bin Laden was trying to help carry, whereas the intelligence agencies believed that Osama bin Laden was trying to help Bush. And the U.S. uh, tried very hard to convince um, Al Jazeera not to publish this statement before the election. And later, after the statement was published, um, several intelligence officials have written that they believed that Osama bin Laden was was uh, primary objective was attempting to help Bush win the election. So how did the CIA go from believing Russia may have tried to disrupt the election to alleging that Russia wanted Donald Trump to win the election? They believed that the RNC was hacked, but very few RNC emails were released and no emails were released from the hack. Now, the RNC has said that this this did not occur. And so there's a question of um, which which party is is correct. But the DNC also disagreed with the assessment that they had been hacked until uh, much later. So it may be the case that the RNC, at least the, the CIA, is maintaining that the RNC was hacked and that those emails were not made public, whereas the DNC emails were made public. And from this and some other details, which they apparently have not made public, they're inferring the intentions of uh, the Russian government. One of the reasons this is also complex is because it's been so politicized. There's so many sides with so many objectives. It can really hinder the search for truth. I think that the best possible policy for the United States would be to not make this a partisan issue. 
as a way of uh, deterring this sort of action in the future. But given the cross purposes of political parties, it seems like that it would be very difficult to have wide bipartisan um, support on this. I think what Obama's doing in terms of having a review and a public release is a good approach. I think one of the things that we've seen with a lot of these um, attacks that have been attributed to the states is a strong degree of skepticism. And I, I don't think the skepticism is necessarily wrong. I think if um, if a government wants to make a case that they've been attacked, they need some sort of uh, public trustworthy inquiry rather than just saying, trust us. And if it is established that we've been attacked by a foreign power, there should probably be consequences. One Obama policy that I thought was very interesting was holding members of the Chinese military and intelligence responsible for um, the hacks against Google and against other U.S. companies in forms of a Justice Department indictment. It's still unclear how much that has deterred future Chinese activity, but that is at least one option that has been tried and I think might be uh, somewhat successful. But I don't see any evidence that suggests that Russia has been deterred from taking these actions in the future. Um, I would even suggest that the fact that it's both public and it doesn't seem like there has been a, a, a cost placed on the Russian government for these actions, um, assuming that they are the people behind it, suggests that other countries will think that this is uh, action that they can perform, it will become normalized. Um, and I think there's a, there's a lot of risk of that. There's still, there's still time um, to prevent that from happening, but I think that if it does happen and there is no um, real cost, why, why wouldn't other governments do that? Let's be clear, though. The U.S. has also meddled in its share of foreign elections. Ethan says if we want to prevent this kind of thing in the future, it'll be important to lead by example. Certainly some of the Edward Snowden uh, revelations um, showing that the U.S. engages in um, quite a bit of hacking of foreign governments has helped to normalize this. And so I would suggest that, say, um, attempts to reform the NSA and to establish norms through um, U.S. action and um, reform of the intelligence community might be another way of doing it. I think it has to be both um, the U.S. can't be violating these norms and enforcing them on other countries. So I think there has to be a sort of hand in hand of an establishment of what is OK to do and some way of punishing people that cross that line. One of the reasons these reports aren't always made public is because there's concern that releasing information could reveal the means and methods used to gather it and compromise future attempts. But we do see that law enforcement organizations are actually set up such that they can build cases and collect evidence with revealing their means and methods. So I think that potentially intelligence agencies may be a bad political solution for engaging in like legitimate attribution. Ethan says it's a mistake to have the CIA make these claims when their methods are unknown and have been proven to be wrong in the past. Also, leaking to the media might not be the best way to generate discourse. I think that probably, especially among um, nations, that some sort of uh, international court or uh, mediator that these charges could be brought to would probably be a good approach allow both sides to make their case and have some sort of enforcement mechanism. So is it a Friday news dump? Uh, unclear. Much like the problem facing the intelligence community of Russia did Action X, but why did Russia do Action X? If it was released by someone who is very pro making this case, why would they release it on a Friday? Why would they want it to be buried? At the same time, if it was released from someone who 
didn't support the CIA's beliefs, why would they release it at all? Ethan Heilman is a network security researcher at Boston University. You can see his work at ethanheilman.tumblr.com and find him on Twitter at Ethan underscore Heilman. I'm Yael Grauer. And I'm Jimmy Jenkins. We'll catch you next time on the Monday Morning Dumpster Dive. <laughs>